Hello, hi, and a warm welcome to the Samadhi Podcast, a series of short talks and guided meditations that help you become a happier, more peaceful, and positive person. Learn how to calm the mind, deeply relax, gain control of feelings and emotions, and let go of stress and anxiety. This week on the podcast, I am going to address a question that I was asked not too long ago about how to deal with stress when being stressed doesn't seem like an option. And so interesting, uh, firstly, that this question sees the alternative to being stressed as not being stressed, which firstly, just looking at that as it is, it is always best to focus on antidotes rather than making something go away, making frustration go away, making anger go away. So instead, you know, working on compassion instead of not being angry. Cultivating the opposite mind, the opposing mind, is far more effective and practical, whereas trying to just simply avoid or stop how you're feeling can run us into problems, you know, either by suppression consciously or repression unconsciously, just pushing it down, trying not to feel a certain way. So to address this, really, I always like to look at, well, what causes it in the first place? So what causes stress? And as many of regular listeners will know, instinctively, when we're stressed, we think it's the manager, it's the job, the enemy, the traffic, the situation. It's that thing that's causing me the stress. But this is merely a trigger, or what I like to think of as the spark. Because not everybody gets stressed at the manager, the job, the traffic, and so on. So it can't purely be about the external situation, otherwise everybody would respond the same. And even we ourselves sometimes may respond to traffic with stress, and other times not be so bothered. What is the difference? The external situation may be very similar or exactly the same. The difference is the thoughts in the mind. And so in fact, when we are stressed, there is more going on. Most likely, our aversion has taken hold of this situation that we're in and has started to exaggerate the situation, projecting all sorts of additional beliefs onto it, which is then compounding that already challenging situation. You know, so we already have to deal with the traffic, the job, the manager. But then the exaggerations of our mind starts to compound it and make it so much worse. For example, we may be having to deal with being evicted, or dealing with a challenging situation with a colleague. Aversion in these situations can take hold and start to exaggerate it. So not only are you dealing with that situation, dealing with that colleague, but then there are all these stories on top telling you it's not fair, you shouldn't be experiencing this, it's so-and-so's fault, this should be happening, that shouldn't be happening, they're rude and they're inconsiderate, they're just thinking about themselves, oh, how challenging and inconvenient all of this is. And then all of these exaggerations... And so now you're looking at something, you're looking at the situation through a distorted lens. This is what klesha, this is what a mental affliction does. Aversion is a mental affliction. It distorts your view of your reality. It distorts your perception. So so we're not seeing it as it truly is, but we're seeing it with this exaggerated bias and believing that to be true, believing the exaggeration to be true. And so this is what I like to call the fuel The external situation is the spark, and our aversion and its exaggerations are the fuel. And then when we have these two together, then we get the flame, the fire of stress. So in any given stressful situation, 
there are two options. Dealing with the external, the spark, if that is possible, great, we should do that. But when it is not, when it's not possible to handle the spark, then what? The only option then is to deal with the internal, the fuel, the way that we are responding, the way that our mind is exaggerating, this aversion that we have going on. But ordinarily, we only focus on the external, don't we? And if that can't be fixed, then we become overwhelmed and we feel victimized by life and, well, there's nothing I can do, it's just a stressful situation, and we sort of roll over. And that's very disempowering. So when we believe that our well-being is completely controlled by the external world, we disempower ourselves, and we leave ourselves completely at the mercy of the external world. But the situation is, is that we can handle some sparks, we can change some external things, but we cannot fix them all. And we'll spend our entire life, we'll be until our dying day, trying to fix all these sparks outside of us, and never find that we are problem-free and stress-free. So, whereas what is possible is working with the mind, working with our response. It'll be a lot of work, yes, but it is possible. And then we can live a stress-free and problem-free life. So, when we end up in the situation, uh, there's a quote by William James. Uh, He famously wrote that the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. And so there are some different things that we can bring to this situation. The first is acceptance. To those situations we cannot change immediately, externally, can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do about the spark. You are stuck in this situation. The only thing we can do is accept. For what other response is there? Shantideva's famous quote, some of you may know, that if we have a problem and there is no solution, then why worry? And if we have a problem and there is a solution, also why worry? And this is just wonderfully practical, isn't it? You know, say you get yourself stuck in traffic and there is something you can do. You can call ahead or you can turn around. There's something you can do to make that situation easier. Then let's do it. What's the worrying going to do, right? The worrying is just going to compound the suffering. As we said, it adds something extra. You already have to deal with the situation. So we just deal with the situation. Now, what if there is no solution? You can't call ahead. You can't turn around. You're just stuck and you will be for the foreseeable future. No solution. Then what is the worry going to do? You know, I think there's a part of us that thinks if I worry enough about this situation, something will change. But the, the, in the traffic, the cars are not going to part ways and let you go. It is what it is. And so the only thing we can bring is acceptance. Stress and frustration I believe they're they're what arise between what we want to happen and what is actually happening. So what does acceptance mean? It means very simply to let go of what we want to happen and come to terms with, okay, this is what is actually happening. I am in this situation. I am being evicted. I am dealing with this challenge with my colleague. I am dealing with traffic. I am dealing with this, whatever it is. And letting go of your, I want this to be different, just dropping that that already brings a level of understanding, a level of well-being, a level of peace into the situation. Trying also to bring understanding, trying to see that there is more going on than our limited thought and our limited perspective. We often think the other person is solely to blame. They're the one causing my problem and they know it and they want to do it to me. 
I am a victim and they are the perpetrator. They are causing my suffering. But events occur not randomly, but because of causes and conditions, which they themselves are conditioned by causes and conditions from time gone by. No one event is static. There are many factors that lead into something happening. So somebody um, behind you in traffic, perhaps, behind you in their car and they're pushing you and they're being quite aggressive. You don't know what has led up to that. Maybe just in that day, things they've been dealing with, they're trying to rush to something, they're going to be late, they're, they're stressed, they're freaked out. Um, it's not because they're rude and they want to upset you. It's because of something going on in their life. Or perhaps this is the way that they've been taught to deal with being late. This is what they've learned. This is what um, the habits that they have. It's not about you. It's all of these causes and conditions that have come together. But we take a sort of more of a personal approach. So trying to bring some understanding to a situation. Try to take a step back. No one decides to be randomly rude on a Thursday afternoon. Right? There's things that, that lead up to it. So we try to understand causality. Cultivate what the Buddhists call right understanding. Trying to see the world as it truly is. What is really happening. Not from our limited thought, our limited perspective. Another thing that can help is to reflect on impermanence. The notion that all things, including our problems, pass. This difficult situation which you're finding stressful right now is not only compounded by these ideas of it's not fair, it shouldn't happen, but we see it as some big, static, horrible thing in my life. And we don't recognize that like all problems and all challenges we've been through, it is impermanent and it will pass over time. So spending time deeply reflecting on impermanence, that will also bring a level of peace, and is based in right understanding. Then another thing that can help is loving-kindness, compassion towards yourself and towards others. Why do people do what they do? Why do people create stress for you? Why do they act in ways that bring out stress and frustration in yourself? What could lead somebody to act in such a way that causes harm to others and not seem to care about it? Well, they're following after their delusions, aren't they? They're following after their mental afflictions. They too are being deluded by their mental afflictions, like attachment, like aversion. Why are they behaving this way? Because they don't understand the real internal causes of happiness and suffering. They believe that to be happy they need to pursue gain and avoid loss, pursue pleasure and avoid pain, pursue praise and avoid blame, and pursue fame and avoid disgrace. These the eight worldly concerns. So in these situations, they're not thinking about you, and it's not because they're inherently cruel or mean-spirited. Remember, we try to not fuse the person's identity with their behavior. They're not a bad person. They're a person engaging in bad behavior. But why do they do that? Because... They're being driven, deluded by their self-cherishing, which sees their self as more important than anybody else. That same self-cherishing that we have, which compounds our suffering in this situation with the stories of it's not fair. They have aversion just like you. They have attachment just like you and myself. So just like me, they are deluded and they're causing harm in the situation. Wouldn't the world be a better place if everybody understood the inner causes of happiness and suffering. Wouldn't it be better if this person could be free of their mental afflictions? I want that for them. I want them to be free of their mental afflictions. I want them to be happy. That's loving kindness. That's compassion for that person. So instead of the angry, it's not fair, you hurt me response, it's recognizing 
this common human experience, you are suffering as well. I want you to be free of that because you'll be happier and also I will be. So also loving kindness and compassion towards yourself and acceptance towards yourself as well. If this event is just so extreme, it is really a challenging situation for you and you don't yet have the capacity to handle it as you would like to. You can't seem to bring acceptance to it. You can't seem to bring understanding to it. It's just, you're in the thick of it. It's quite emotional and it's very difficult. Then have acceptance for that as well. That, you know, I'm just not there yet. This is a challenging situation. I'm doing my best, but I'm really struggling with it. And having that kind approach to yourself, having acceptance for that as well. Except this is where I'm at. Because there may be elements of not only wanting the situation to be different, but thinking, I should be different right now. I should be responding differently. And that is another layer of expectation and attachment to a situation. So this understanding, I am finding this challenging and working on what you can control, which is at first, what can you control? At first, most likely is the actions of your body and speech, stopping ourselves from causing further harm with body and speech pausing right before you say that, that horrible thing, you know, stopping yourself from acting, from lashing out. We may not be able to do anything about the mind just yet. That's fine. We'll get there. But at least let's not make the situation worse with actions of body and speech. And then finally, another thought here is about reframing. And this is Lojong. We come back again to William James's thought that the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. And so where habitually we may see the situation as a threat, we can instead choose to see it differently, maybe as an opportunity for growth. What is this situation teaching me about myself and my habitual responses? What is it showing me? Is it showing me where I'm still vulnerable? teaching me ways of bringing greater resilience, patience, fortitude to the situation? Is it teaching me self-awareness? I didn't know that about myself. Here I am learning about my responses. Is it teaching me to bring compassion to challenging people? I can bring compassion to those I love. Can I bring compassion to challenging people? Is this person actually challenging me in this way? helping me later to empathize and help those who find themselves in similar situations. When we're in really dire circumstances, the very least we learn is the ability to empathize with those who go through similar things, and that can then help us, help others, bring meaning and value to our life. Or actually just see the whole thing differently. Being evicted, for example, it can be seen as a scary time, losing your home, the uncertainty, not, not knowing where you're going or what you're doing. Or it can be seen as an adventure, an opportunity to live somewhere new, to be of service somewhere new. So just completely change the way you think about it. That will protect you because you're reframing how you situ- see this situation. It's no longer a problem, it's an adventure. And so you're problem-free, not because the external situation changed, but because your internal situation changed. This is choosing a different thought. So these are my thoughts. I offer these for your reflection and your contemplation. I hope some of it may resonate with you. Thank you. I wanted to thank you for listening to this week's podcast, and I hope it brings some benefit to you. 
If you would like to learn more about meditation or join us for our free weekly online meditation sessions, then please join our Samadhi community on Facebook. Just go to our website, samadhi.org.uk, click on support, then click on join our Samadhi Sangha, and you can find out all the information there. Please don't forget to subscribe and share, and I hope to see you again soon.